When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome into episode number 145 of the Brutally Honest Sports Podcast. A uh, little bit of a, a delay in, in you know, getting these pods up a little bit, so forgive us for that, uh, the two people that are tuned in right now. Uh, but once again, we have not left Beaver Stadium. I think we're going to migrate to Lincoln Financial Field at some point. But uh, Joey, are you hanging in there? It's, it's, actually, it's actually kind of warm here today, so quite yeah, strange. It was it was nice. Um, we had snow flurries down uh, in Virginia a couple days ago. When yeah, it was like fucking eight degrees with a wind chill of ne- negative thirty. Not bad. Yeah, Not too shabby. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, well, a team that's, I guess, the bay gets a little bit chilly. Uh, you you know that you were you were out there before. It, yes, it does, uh, especially at night. Um, and because of all the wind. Okay, fair enough. But I, I still think San Fran is not excited to come play in Philadelphia uh, because of the hostility for. I mean, I'm sure these guys feed off of it to a certain degree. They're they're athletes and they they're playing at the highest level. But they they have to remember what what our Eagles did to them so beautifully in the, in the NFC championship by knocking out two, not one, not three, but two of their, two of their quarterbacks last year. I don't necessarily think that San Francisco doesn't like coming here. I think San Fran's fans hate coming here and <laughs> probably like I saw, I saw a YouTube clip of, um, I guess, I think it was actually when uh, we played Minnesota but there was a hot chick, and she picked up a fucking can of beer and threw it at, at another fan. I, I was flabbergasted. It was one of the most amusing things I've ever seen. But uh, yeah, so maybe maybe you can explain this to me, Aaron. I know that you're. you're I've entered. Well, you were already introduced to the world of gambling, but. Uh, Due to our uh, collaboration, you become at least more informed. So, how does a team that is ten and one, the defending NFC East champs, that have beaten another team two times in a row now, play at home and are a three and a half point underdog? How does that happen? Before before that, I I will answer your question, and I'm not going to answer your. Well, I am going to answer your question with a question. Do you, 
so so a couple of my friends, one one being a Giants fan, the other being a Ravens fan, they they constantly constantly give me shit for being an Eagles fan. I mean, it's relentless, and they say that the Philly fans are the worst fans in in any sport in any country in the world. Do you think, like, first of all, would you engage in throwing beer cans at opposing teams' fans? Slash, do you think Philly fans go way over the top? Yes. And if I was not a Philly fan, I would hate Philly fans. Do but but do you laugh along with fans getting pelted by? Like I, I mean it. it for, okay, for first of all, the Vikings fans, in my opinion, probably didn't deserve it. I, I, I don't know the Vikings fan. I can't speak for. I'm sure there's assholes in every single fan base. Don't get me. Don't get it twisted. Um, but these San Francisco people, to me, at least on Twitter, they are about the worst people uh, known in in, in in on planet Earth. I mean, I, I'll go as far as to say that the Taliban is better. But no, I'm just kidding. But um. No, they they on Twitter they they run their mouth like no tomorrow, and it's it's I'm not saying if I was in Philly I would pick up a, a loaded beer can in the cold, I mean you you could knock somebody out you could I mean that's a criminal charge impending like there there's a lot that can come from that but I mean these people are uh, they're just hard to reason with like and and. I get it. Like Sanford, you know, if you, if the Eagles went out there, I'm sure they wouldn't treat us very well. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be maybe to the level of, of what Philadelphia will do, but like, wh- where is, where do you draw the line? Is it like you can yell things at people, but not throw things at people? Is it yeah, exactly okay? But I, I think that's pretty simple. I mean, anytime that you could, can pot inflict possible injury. That goes above and beyond what is called for. Yeah, yeah, it, it's 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 quite. I mean, that I can't imagine being there tomorrow. Tomorrow will be. It's one of those you circle the game on the calendar because uh, this the Chiefs game, obviously Dallas it, every year, Washington, the Giants, but I I. I don't think I'm going out on a limb by saying this is turning into a rivalry. Like this is because they, they have talked so much smack on us after the fact that we can't help to kind of hate them a little bit. Like it's just, it is what it is. I don't necessarily share those views because I remember a San Francisco team that was really, really good. At, uh, I mean, I grew up with the Joe Montana days. So, I don't necessarily like what they're saying and stuff like that, but to me, they they, they don't rival. They're not anywhere close to Cowboys fans um, or anybody like. I, I don't hate a, a San Fran like I hate Ohio State, Michigan. That's fair, but I, I'm telling you, as far as the Cowboys are, I I'm starting to I'm starting to really really despise. I I don't like anybody on that team. There's not one player I like. I think McCaffrey's a douchebag. I think uh, Debo's all of them. Like I, I there's uh, Brock Purdy, I somewhat respect, but even him, I'm kind of annoyed. Like it's just annoying. I, I just long story short, probably the only one I, I do like is probably Fred Warner. He's he's a good player and he doesn't necessarily run his mouth. There's lots of good players there. You just may not like them. No, and I think they run their mouth. I think they're they're just 
they don't. That doesn't make them not a good player. No, they're good players, but they're they're hard to like. I, I really. I mean, don't... and I don't think McCaffrey runs his mouth at all. Like, I saw. So I saw what what really changed me on McCaffrey. He's there's a video that's that kind of went around the internet, and his wife is saying like, "Oh my God, are you okay?" And he's walking around. Because he's his skin's bleeding out and he's walking around with a beanie on. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm good, I'm good." Like flexing all over the place, and I'm like, "Dude, I don't know. It's probably because he plays for San Fran." Like that's he, exactly what. <laughs> but I would have been on the Eagles. You would have been like, "Oh, that guy's so tough." I would have said, "Yeah, that's a cool motherfucker." But yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> yeah, I mean, back to your question: Should the Eagles be favored?ed Yes, I think they absolutely should be. Um, Why? Uh, you know they beat them last year in the FC and beat the brakes off of them. In the okay. When they were down to their third quarterback. Uh even with Josh John or with uh, who was their second? Josh Johnson, right? Yeah, I mean they were beating your, them. Yeah. They, I mean, they were they were already hurt at, at the quarterback position. And then, oh shit! I just went away from the box score. And then, like you, like you said, got two more knocked out. They had Josh John. Uh, Brock started, didn't he? And then Josh Johnson came in. Yeah, Brock. Yeah, because Brock was in there most Brock. of last year. Um, but no, I mean, I trust me. At, at halftime, and like, like I was. The 49ers play really, really fast, especially on defense. They are, they fly all over the field, like uh, unlike really any other team, in my opinion, in the league. And it, it's a tall task to beat them. Like it is, especially if, let's say, Purdy plays four quarters tomorrow, it's going to be it, by no stretch of the imagination going to be easy. Like I could see the Eagles losing this game, truth be told. Um, I hope not. If I, I really, really, really hope not. But well, you said that you thought they should be favored. So why do you think they should be favored? We've got uh, because they beat them last year, which right is. I mean, that's that's a trend. So I mean, that's that's acceptable. But San Fran has the fourth ranked. I'm sorry. They have the fifth-ranked offense um, as far as yards gained and the first-ranked defense in yards allowed. They have Um, most interceptions in the NFL with 20. And they're also – they're second in the the run against the run. They – so, so you're asking me why should the Eagles be favored? Basically, like, like that's what you're trying to get at. Yeah, because other cause other than they beat them last year. Um, I mean, if you look at the two, te- obviously the record, the, the record plays to the Eagles' favor. Ten and one. Uh, Seattle is sitting there at what eight and three. Um, so San Fran. Yeah, or, yeah. I'm sorry, San Fran. Uh, they just played Seattle. That's that's what I was getting confused about, but. Um, I mean, if you look at who they beat, though, I, I, it is kind of imp- like they they beat the Steelers thirty to seven, which this are this you know we had that conversation with with Jim at Fan in the Van is are the Steelers as good as their record? And I think now they're six and four, so um, 
uh, you know, that's debatable. But, like, that's one game where it's like, wow, they, they beat the brakes off the Steelers, so whatever. But then you look down, like, they beat they beat Jacksonville 34-3 to after uh, after their three-game losing streak. They beat Dallas 42-10, to which is, like, no one's beat Dallas this year like that. Um, right. So, it's it's definitely a pause for pause for concern as far as like you know are the Eagles better than this team? Like Mike, I I think Joey and I can kind of agree on this one. Is we're always pessimistic about the Eagles. Like they could be you know eleven and zero, and if they're barely winning, we're gonna find the holes and and talk about those. But I just think the fact that they're in Philadelphia is a huge thing. It's it is a revenge. Like I, I do think San Fran wants to get revenge, like badly, on this team um, for what happened last year. Especially like when you injure somebody's quarterback, you, you're kind of not saying it was intentional. It's a football play, but right. they're thinking like these motherfuckers, man. Like you know, we're gonna get them this time. We're at full strength, uh, and we're the better team. That's obviously they they think that week in and week out. But it's the fact that Philly's at home. Um, ten and one versus eight and three. I think San Fran is the more complete team. I'll be honest with you. I really like outside the quarterback position where the Eagles. I think have a, a decent advantage. I think San Fran's defense is like head and shoulders above the Eagles' defense, uh, especially against like in the passing game is is where I'm gonna be concerned about tomorrow. Um, but I still say the Eagles are the better team. If that makes sense, like I think, from a from a roster standpoint, you know, you might give San Fran the edge in some positions, but Philly just they 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 just win. Like it's not pretty, it's not exactly stress free, but they win and they find more and more ways to win. So what you're saying is they have moxie. They do not that San Fran doesn't, because I definitely think they do too, but. This this is a clash of the heavyweights to me. This is San Fran is no joke, and I'm not taking them light. Like I, I, it's a it's a coin flip, really. I think it still is. What scares me a little bit is the mounting injuries on the Eagles roster, and I'm just looking at uh, Fletcher Cox is questionable. Uh, two of our tight ends. But Goddard is doubtful. I mean, he broke his fucking fourth arm. He's not going to play. And then uh, we have a linebacker, an outside linebacker, and uh, a safety that's out. But I don't know if they've played this year or not. So it just seems like as the games roll on, we're, we're picking up an injury here, an injury there. And if we lose that offensive line, then we're we're in trouble. So I uh, I think three and a half point. I think that's what the spread was with three and a half points. Um, that's too much because I could definitely see Stan Fran winning by a field goal, but. And I, I mean, I guess I could see twenty-one seventeen, which is four points. But I think that as a coach, 
I would use that as a billboard material. 100%. Because I was watching a video of Bill O'Brien when he was at Penn State, and we went to Wisconsin, I think, and we, or Michigan, no, it was Michigan State. And we were like, we're like 24 point underdogs, and we won outright. And he addressed that repeatedly in the, in not in the post-game press conference, but in the locker room speech. He's just like, well, yeah, I mean, Bill is fucking Bill. I love Bill. Um, So I think that that they should use that as, as motivating factor. If it's three and a half points, I'm taking the Eagles. If it's two and a half, I'm probably taking the Niners because I think they're going to win. Oh God, I hate when you say that because you you said that about Michigan. Sure enough, sure enough. I mean, I I was I don't think you knew though. Like this is now this is different. Like I I, I feel that, we, but then again, I I felt that we could win that Michigan game. Um, but no, I mean, Philly is much much better off than than Penn State is. But I I just <laughs> I I don't know like. Yeah, I, I just uh, I'm. I call me the pessimist. I don't know, but I just think that San Francisco, like you said, they're a, they're a more complete team, and I'm just like I said, the, the injuries scare me. Yeah, well, on the you know, if you flip the, to the positive on that, Lane Johnson will play. That's a huge. Um, even Lane Johnson at sixty percent is better than Lane. Landon, Landon Dickerson was getting beat like a horse in the Kentucky Derby last week. I mean, that motherfucker didn't know his left from his right. So I, I just – the fact that Lane Johnson's suiting it up, one of the best, you know, tackles to ever play – well, at least for the Eagles to ever play, in my opinion. he is, He's just an automatic. So um, we're going to need that. Uh, 49ers, obviously, with Bosa and everybody else coming off that line is, is – is uh, a big task. I hope I hope they can hold up Mylotta and Kelsey and Lane Johnson and the crew. But it's I, I don't know. I definitely want to talk Brian Johnson a little bit because now the uh, the rumor mill has been swirling that he's going to start getting head coaching interviews. You know, come this off season, which huh? is, yeah, if you didn't hear that, <laughs> no. So I guess we're. I'm sure you remember being the the big Philly fan that you are when when Howie Roseman said we're the quarterback factory. Remember that? Yeah. When the when when Wentz and and, and Hurts and everybody else right. and Nick Foles and and the, and everybody Sam else. Bradford. But, uh, please, no, please don't don't mention. He was there. He's 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 the waste management of the quarterback. He, he's taking out the trash. He, that's what he is. He's, he is trash, but. Uh, the, I think we're turning into the offensive coordinator factory because, I mean, if you look at it, what Frank Reich, and then Shane Steichen, and now, the maybe the best offensive mastermind to ever walk the face of the earth, Brian Johnson. Yeah, like that is I, I'm still slightly in shock. <laughs> with that, uh, that I thought you were joking at first. I, uh, you have, a, we, we, you and I both have a tendency to be uh, 
kind of sarcastic and, and whatnot, which is my default state. So I thought that's what you were doing. And it turns out you weren't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even know how to respond to that. This, this guy is not, I, I just think he's not that intelligent as far as an offensive coordinator is concerned. I mean, I just, the play calling has been suspect all year, even in, in games that they've won, which is, you know, basically all but the Jets game. Uh, fans have clamored that Brian Johnson is not, not a, a good offensive coordinator. And I think that's uh, a fair statement to make. I mean, they, they get the run going. They, Constantly abandon it. They throw these. It just it's been questionable at best, in my opinion. And I think it will cost them a game, which hopefully is not tomorrow. But it's just that was crazy to hear that teams are. I mean, I guess when a team's ten and one, they're going to look at. They're going to try and pull somebody from that that right. coaching staff. Success regardless. begets success, but holy shit, yeah, that is uh, that's interesting. Uh, and it's his first year too. So what what makes you think he can be a head coach if he can if he's not even that good of an offensive coordinator? You know, like that's a whole different task now. Um, but I I I think tomorrow what I'm going to look for a lot is the, it's been kind of proven year, week in and week out the, the, this team the linebackers have played better than expected, but for, especially for these guys basically coming off the street especially with Nicobe Dean going down with an injury. But I just feel like George Kittle, it could could have a big game tomorrow because that's kind of the weakness of this team is the pass defense and the middle of the field more specifically. Specifically, yeah, the middle of the field and tight ends. Tight ends have a field day against us. And George Kittle is probably one of the top ten tight, top ten, uh, tight ends. Top five. Maybe top five. Yeah, I'll give you top five. I can't. Uh, I take Mark. You don't have to like him. I take Mark Andrews over him. I take Kelsey over him. I take uh Goddard over him. Uh, maybe not though. George Kittle's uh, George Kittle as a receiver, I think, is better than Goddard as a receiver. But Goddard in the in the blocking game is better. But um, yeah, he's 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 dangerous. And on the other side, I, I expect AJ Brown to to do some things tomorrow. Um just as Jalen's number one guy. I mean, Devontae Smith had a field day last week. Um, I'm sure A.J. Brown's going to be clamoring for the ball because that's what he likes to do. Um, so, yeah, I could see uh, A.J. Brown having a good game. When uh, when we come back from the break, we'll, we'll break down the units and who has the advantage. So I saw something on um, – on my news feed now of Twitter that um, Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL, is uh, talking about banning the brotherly shove. Isn't that – I don't want to say that word. Isn't that beyond stupid? Well, yes and no, because things have changed in the – what seems like 50 years since I played football with no face mask and leather helmets, but it used to be illegal for you to push your own player. 
I'm, I'm almost positive of that. Uh, and and the other thing that, that really com confuses me is mouthpieces. These players have their mouthpieces dangling out of their face mask and never put it in. Like when I played high school, if you didn't have your mouthpiece in, that was a that was a penalty, like a five yard penalty. Have you? Uh, that that really interests me actually have you ever been hit without your mouthpiece in versus hit with like can you remember as far as like was it a can you notice a huge difference uh, like i i obviously i see the benefit of mouth like don't get me wrong i'm not right. trying to... um actually yes as a matter of fact and it was just it was a practice and I'll be I'll be honest, I didn't wear my mouthpiece in practice much unless we were like doing full live on scrimmage. But we were running this drill and this one this was actually when I was at Sacred Heart and our, one of our defensive linemen like just leveled me and got green because <laughs> like we, we had yellow jerseys and stuff like that. You're not supposed to fucking touch the yellow jersey. And he just laid me out. <laughs> And I didn't chip anything, but I was petrified that I was going to bite a piece of my tongue off because it came to like, it, it was weird. It was like, I, my teeth hit so hard that it jolted a little bit of like an electric shock from my, from my mouth, from my teeth and stuff like that. Um, I have had multiple concussions, but they were all with like I was a big follower of the rules. Like I, I would not if 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 it was something that was said to be done, I would do it. I a strict by the letter type of guy. So we're not wearing a mouthpiece while I was playing was just incomprehensible to me. And I I mean, thank God, because I guarantee you I would have bit my tongue off. Our offensive line was not what you would call good. And so it's like Penn State. <laughs> worse. It makes Penn State look like the fucking Philly Eagles. Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. Um, so, yeah, the mouthpieces. I mean, I understand why they don't, it's particularly quarterbacks, because it does impede your ability to talk and stuff like that. But I think, you, I think your tongue's more important than calling out a play right. See, I, I not playing full. I mean, I've always been close to the game, and I've watched even college practices at, at various colleges and things like that. I love the game of football. Don't get me wrong, but coming up, I played baseball, and they, I got to the age where they said, you know, if you play infield, you need to be wearing a cup. And I was like, fuck that noise, man. Like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. So, uh, definitely a couple of times. I mean, I there a couple of grounders you know, grazed the, the jewels down there. And I, I mean, I felt it, don't get me wrong, but I've never been like line drive to the nuts. Like that's thankfully that never happened. I mean, I've been hit, you know, playing backyard football and doing not in, in actual games. I've been hit down there more than I've ever been hit in an actual baseball game, thankfully, because there's been, a, I, I played third base a good bit. And I mean, that, there were some balls where if I didn't get Matt middle on it, I mean, I I wouldn't have any left in it down there. So um. I think had you been 
hit once in the jewels, you probably would have changed your opinion on the cup. Oh, sure. I tr- and I tried it. I, I like. Oh, like, it sucks. As corny like, as it sounds, I used to like walk around my 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 house with a cup. It like just. What do you mean them. used to? You still do. Well, your that's, roommate told me. That's besides the point, but. Uh, <laughs> We're not supposed to talk about that yet. That yeah, that's off air type stuff, but. Uh, <laughs> no, I. Uh, and as I played SW, no, but don't get me wrong. If I played football, you best believe I would have taken every. I mean, I I give you guys so much credit because, like, just watching football up close, and I watched University of Delaware up close for you know a good many weeks, you know, years ago. But man, like some of those hits, even those guys at at a Division Two level. Well, now it's you know. We, whatever F, fbs fcs all that but it's you you can hear i mean when a running back runs up the middle even you can hear pads clinging off each other helmets banging like it's it, oh my goodness i can't imagine not wearing a mouthpiece and like the one play that sticks out to me was when sean clifford was running against auburn and he got absolutely clocked like to the point oh where, he got a concussion at that time yeah well, no, he's, he played that game, though. Right? Uh, he didn't come out, but I, I promise you he had a concussion. Uh, I was going to say, like, yeah, he he, he didn't – I think he even didn't even take it. He might have taken one snap off. That's it. But that kid was tough as nails. But um, He was. Very, I, very I, that's what I really like. As much as I he frustrated me at times, I was always a, a defender in the fact that, like, he would be out there. You no admire matter, that. Yeah, he would die on that field. But – Man, like taking a hit like that and not having a mouthpiece in, like you, you're, you, that would be. I mean, I don't know if he did or not, but it, I almost think it would go flying with how hard he got hit. It was like, well, and that's what prompted me to go off on this tirade was I was watching, excuse me. Um, oh, it was the, it was the Oregon Washington game. And I think it was, it was either Penix or Nick's their mouthpiece had fallen out. Now they weren't wearing it. So it had just like, he had it uh, cut off and it was stuck between his uh, face masks. So it had fallen out onto the ground. And and don't ask me why, but I just noticed this. I saw it on the ground (laughs) and one of his offensive linemen came up and picked it up and gave it to him. And they just talk. Now I understand why he tells it now because it's been on the ground and shit like that. But it was just he tossed it and then just went on it and, and nothing was ever done about it. And I just I can't understand. Like, after uh, after getting hit, like um, after you getting hit, were you like, do you block that out and just go to the next play, or is it like I mean, pra- obviously it's practice, so it's a little bit different. But yeah, I don't know. Man. Um, like, I'm too much of a, of a pansy. Like if I got clocked <laughs> like that, I I'd be like probably throwing that ball out there faster. I'd probably be like, you know. Well, so um, Adam Sandler's The Longest Yard. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, that was a remake of a Burt Reynolds movie, which is why it, when Burt Reynolds starred as the old man, it was so cool because he's starring in the sequel or the remake. So I remember I saw that and one of the – one of the plays in there that was designed to injure the other opponents were was the quarterback. The, the rush is coming in, and the quarterback just throws it at their nuts. 
And I actually, I did that when I was in midget football. <laughs> there was a kid I didn't like, and he was scared. And like the rest of the team, like he wanted to fight after that. And the team was dying laughing. Like when they had to stop, my coach was were even laughing. And then they were pissed. They were like, oh, what do you want to do? Yeah, he had his hands up like that. And I just went, <laughs> needless to say he killed over yeah that's that's a low blow no pun all but he pun got his him. he got his revenge later on that year he uh i took a girl to uh the spring dance and he stole her from me oh man yeah that's that's brutal but no i mean i don't even know how we got down this time what what even started this uh, th- that was just me saying about the injuries, so I apologize. Oh, the the, the Eagles injuries. Yeah, <laughs> so we uh, got we got all the way down here, but so looking at at the, so I thought something that would be good would be uh, for us to look at each unit and try to figure out why this three point spread is the way it is, because when at first glance. And what I found is this is this is um, it reveals a lot of the the gamblers' psychology. So this game to me is fascinating because, like you said, at first glance, you're ten and one, you're playing at home, you're the defending NFC champs, you beat this team last year, you beat them the last two times. So what the fuck are are, are they doing? So we'll go down unit by unit. Um, Obviously, we'll start quarterback. Eagles, without a doubt. Give them a grade. Uh, oh man, and I've been I've been critical of Hertz for sure in the past. But yes, you have. He he is, sucked at the beginning of the year. He did suck. I, I do still. I he still, was not doing well. He was still doing. On his worst, well, I shouldn't say that. On his worst day, Bradford would be better on his best day. But no, you're uh, a moron. <laughs> but, um, Sam Bradford has the six highest uh, single season passing yards in Philly history, and he did it in 14 games. 3,700 yards in 14 games. That's fine, but he's a loser. But um, 77 yeah, says otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll take Jeff Garcia any day of the week. Surprisingly enough, he um, actually, it, it was funny that you say that, seeing how you get me off the topic again. Okay, so where are you going to give Hurts? Uh, I still have to give him an A. He's a winner, so I, I love winners. I don't care how you get it done. Uh, I have to give him an A. I have to. Yeah, I, I agree. That, that's he, he's had too many turnovers, though. I will say that, um, and I don't like to see that. I really hate to see that, actually, but. Um, he just he wins no matter what. He won in Kansas City, which that game to me was a statement game for him. Um, if there were any question marks around like how good is he actually, like that was a game where he needed to be make throws down the stretch. You know, just just big money throws he he made them. So, um, yeah, the numbers so might not you, be as good this year. What but, would you give Purdy? Uh. I know his numbers are pretty good still. Um, I'd give him a solid B, maybe B plus even. Yeah, I'd give him a B plus. Uh, 70% completion percentage, 2,800 yards, 
to Hertz's. Uh, I just have it here. Yeah, seventy percent. That's that's. Yeah. Hertz has twenty six ninety seven and uh, sixty seven point six. Uh, Hertz has eighteen touchdowns. Purdy nineteen. This is where Purdy gets Hertz with the interceptions. Six interceptions to ten. Okay. So, but where I think Jalen makes up for that is his ability rushing, which is, I mean, significantly better than Brock. So I'd give Brock a B plus. I, I, I think that everything that you said was, was spot on. Hertz is a winner. He, he won in college. He, he, he won, he's been winning and not always with great talent around him. When he first, I mean, his rookie year, we didn't have AJ yet, did we? His, so his. Are you counting the Doug Peterson year? I'm counting 2020 as his rookie year. So Sirianni, um, no, we did not. No, we did not have. Yeah, we 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 got AJ in 2021, I believe. At the draft night, we got him draft night of 2021. Because the Titans, we traded with the Titans. I remember that. I was at, I was actually at the ga- the gas station when I got. No. Huh? Twenty twenty two. Okay, yeah, but during the draft, so. Well, you're yeah, you're you're absolutely right on draft. It was a draft day trade, but yeah, so he's only been with us for two seasons. And that might be it. He's due for a contract. Oh, don't say that. No, I know. I, I know. I know. It's just they're going to have to – I trust me, I don't want to see him go. I don't want to yeah. see they, him. They, have to, they, have a, they definitely have a decision to make. Right. Okay, so we're going on to the wide receivers now. So Philly has an A in quarterbacks. Yeah. San Fran's got a B, B plus. Uh, Marcus can, Mariota gets an F, though, just because he's Marcus can you Can you agree with the uh, B plus for Brock? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm. I don't like him, but he's good. So okay, so now we go to running backs. What do you give Sam Fran? Uh, I gotta give him an A plus. I mean, yeah. I have to. Uh, is, McCaffrey's. Is, he's the, is he the best back in the league right now? Uh, he as far as the catch from a catching catching the ball and running the ball standpoint, like just the whole package you get with McCaffrey. Uh, I have to say, probably yeah. Yes. Bar- Barkley, Barkley can be there, but um, <clears throat> surprisingly, McCaffrey's been more, or I'm sorry, surprisingly, McCaffrey's been less injury prone than than Barkley as of late. So, well, since he's come to San Francisco, that, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Saquon's skills are second to none. I mean, he he he's he could be the, the strongest running back. Likewise. I mean, maybe guys like Bo Jackson, stuff like that. But have you ever seen what Saquon bench or squats? Yeah, well, like 800 or something. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. I, I, as much as like I'm not a Bengals fan or anything, I would love to see Saquon with with Joe Burrow. Like, I I want him to go to a, like, I don't want him to stay on the Giants because I don't root for the, like, I don't want the Giants to do well, obviously, because they're in the Eagles division and, like he he's wasting his talent with that garbage organization. 
Like they are hot garbage. They have been of, of late. But yeah. since he's been there. So you're gonna tell me the Bengals are a better organization? No. <laughs> but no, but they're like, in Joe they Burrow. They have a better team. They have in, a better team. In sure. Joe Burrow, I trust. I will uh, hang my hat on that. So um okay, so Eagles running backs, right? Yeah, I I would give them a solid B, maybe a B plus. Okay. I, I I have to admit that uh, I was surprised. I did I did not expect much. I thought it was going to be a drop off from Miles. Um, now that may be my Homer, my Penn State Homerism coming through a little bit, but there there hasn't been. Um, you're you're talking Eagles running backs. You mean yeah. Um. Well, you know what's interesting is Richard. I don't think Penny's seen the field. Like I don't think they've used him once. Um, yeah, five carries for seventeen yards. Well, on that's first down. Very forgettable. Um, you think? <laughs> like you know what I mean? I I, I didn't know. I mean, he, that's another guy. He he probably wakes up, um, stubs his toe, and then falls down the steps. Like he, he's very to say he's injury prone is an understatement. But. Um, I just expected them to use him more. I mean, I, I Kenny Kenny G has kind of let me down. I mean, his numbers probably say otherwise, um, but I just thought he would be not the level of a role that Swift has. Like Swift is their feature back, but I just thought Kenny G would be better than he has because in the, in past years he's shown like very good flashes, and I was really like, I like this kid, um, but. He hasn't exactly been outstanding lights out or, or whatever you want to say. Um, Swift is damn good, but they don't use him. They don't utilize him well enough, and they don't use him enough just in general. So I still give the Eagles running backs. I give them a, like a – I'll give them a B- minus because I just think um, the play calling factors into that. So it's not really their fault. But uh, okay. the, way, the way that they're used – Ultimately, the the result you get is a B minus. You know what I mean? So yeah. Uh, so as far as Kenny G's numbers, he's experiencing career highs per game. Uh, he has 202 yards in 10 games. Last year he had 240 yards in 17. So he's averaging 20 yards a game. Um, 22 targets, 18 catches, but only two touchdowns. I I can I can get on with the beat. I think I think they're a little bit better than what you get what you give. I mean, they do have the fourth ranked rushing yards. So I think if you're in the top five of of, of an offensive category. As important as that, I th- I think it warrants a B. So yeah, that's that's definitely. I I think they're better than what I'm giving them a grade on, but I I, I'm, I understand knocking them though because of the offensive call, play calling, uh, which we'll be, we'll talk about coaches at the end. <laughs> I can't wait to hear that take. <laughs> okay, so then we go to wide receivers. Oh, you got to give we'll the start. Eagles like no go start ahead with the Eagles. Yeah, we'll yeah. start with the Eagles. I mean, AJ Brown, Devontae are probably the best one-two in football in my for my money. Um, so I got to give I got to give them an A. I mean, I I think 
outside of that, it's a little bit questionable with, but Zacchaeus got a touchdown last week. So maybe, uh, and then Quez Watkins, I don't think he's going to play, but he got like something about the, uh, the, I, the IR. I think he's like coming back from the IR. He's on like some list, like a two week list to, to get back into football activities or something. So, um, I'm not a big Quez Watkins fan. I think he's drops the ball more than he catches it, but the kid can just flat out run. So if he can just catch the damn ball, I'm sure he could hit, you know, get, get a big uh, bomb downfield. Why are you talking about Quez Watkins when we have Julio Jones? Yeah. Okay. But it's, it's, uh, he has one more catch of Quez with a touchdown. I know, but it's not. Quez is not. I mean, you're you're absolutely right. He's been a disappointment, speed to burn, but just hasn't been able to get into the flow of the offense. And I really absolutely. like the absolutely. Well, I was gonna say he's absolute bricks for hands. Like that guy, just ball. I like the fact that how you pointed out that after after our league leading one two combo, we fall off the cliff. That scares me a little bit. That, that does. I wish yeah. we had at least a solid, like the Ravens have uh, Nelson Aguilar, our former receiver, and like he would be. I don't. I know he kind of fell apart in Philly and started dropping the ball, but that was during the Wentz era where it just everything was going wrong at the time. I really think if they would have brought him in, because he was a he was a free agent signing for the Ravens coming off a, a year with the Patriots. I I think. He would be a perfect number three on this, like, because he's having a, a pretty decent year with the Ravens. So I just, I wish we would have, you know, filled this this wide receiver three spot better. Because, I mean, Zacchaeus, who, who really knows what that is, and then Quez, I don't really trust. Julio is, I, I I'm scared he's going to get injured every time he catches the ball. I, I just, I wish we had a formidable number three. That's all, but. Yeah, because AJ's got seventy three. AJ has seventy three catches for a thousand and fifty yards, seven touchdowns. Devontae's got fifty five catches for seven hundred and thirty eight yards and five touchdowns. Our third wide receiver is Zacchaeus with seven. <laughs> yeah, that's horrible. One hundred and sixteen yards, mind you, in, in those seven catches with two touchdowns, but. Yeah. Can we count that, on Zacchaeus? Can we count on Zacchaeus? That's I don't know. I don't know because we haven't seen him enough. He That's only right. has fourteen. Uh, now his he's been targeted fourteen times and caught seven of them, which I would think you would like your receivers to catch more than half of the passes that are thrown their way. Um, but we make up with for that with uh, Swift coming out of the backfield, and I think that's one of his. His strong points is the fact that he does – he's a very good running back receiver. He is. He needs to get used more, but he is. Correct. But, I mean, still, with not being utilized as much as he has, Philly still has the fourth highest yards in rushing. Yeah, if you remember back, I'm not. I'm not saying you're wrong. You're 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 spot on. But the uh, 
What was that game? Was it the Vikings game? I think it was the Vikings game where they just ran. I think they ran for like 300 yards. You got to factor in Jalen Hurts running the ball too. Um, so I'm with you. I just it, we ran the yeah. ball 185 yards last week. Yeah, that game was against Buffalo. Right, that that's impressive. And now, mind you, we gave up 332 yards in the air. Well, we'll get to our, our Swiss cheese deep secondary <laughs> later on. Okay, so Niners receivers. Okay, so we got <clears throat> trying to rem- trying to remember everybody here. Uh, Debo, obviously. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. I'm pulling it back up. Oh, Ayuk. Yep. Ayuk and Debo are. One of the better, one of the best, one two, two in my for my money too. Yeah. Um, Ray Ray McLeod is is, is quick. Um, and then Jaywan Jennings, Jennings yes. actually has more. You uh, everything, but yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm really what I'm really looking at of of that group is Ayuk and uh and Debo. Yeah. Um. Man, Not as good as AJ and Devontae, but very, very capable and talented. One hundred percent. Yeah, my UK has less number, less uh, yards than I would think, but um, doesn't much matter. They're winning. They're winning games. So it's yeah. I mean, Kittle's got two hundred more yards than Debo. That scares me. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's almost wow. at seven hundred yards. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll give them. See, they, the, I think Shanahan can coach really, like he can get guys, he can scheme guys open really well. Um, not to say that they could put anybody out there and get and you know those guys are good, but I'll give them a solid, like a B. I don't think they're A material, but they're definitely good. And what did we have? I gave the Eagles an A. Yeah. I'd give us an A minus because of the lack of depth. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, okay, so offensive line. Start with Sam Fran. Pretty damn good offensive line you're talking about. Uh, I don't know other than – let me see here. I know the, the name's escaping me. Uh, Trent Williams, that's who it is. Yeah, he's a monster. Outside of that, I can't say I know their O-line – that well, but they run the ball and pass the ball really well. So you got to think that that plays into that because if you have a sh- look at the Jets, I mean, even with Rod, I mean Rodgers was in for three plays or whatever it was, and boom, there he goes for the season. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, um, yeah, I'll give them. I knew that uh, they were a problem last year when we went up against them. You know, at times, obviously they, um, uh, Reddick broke through and literally ended Brock Purdy's life that day. But uh, I still he, think he they're literally died. <laughs> his soul did. Wow. Standing so watching on, a ghost play standing ghost on the sideline. His, uh, his soul completely left his body. Uh, but I give them a, a solid. I give them actually probably an A minus. They, they are good. That's a good unit right there. Yeah. Uh, Purdy's only been sacked 21 times. That's just good protection. 
Uh, so what do you give us? I give us an A. Because my fear, though, is, you know, is Lane Johnson actually good enough to play? We'll see. Um, he's a tough – I mean, he had that that problem in his midsection. I can't remember, the like, the injury exactly, but he played, like, all through – he played, like, six or seven games with that last year through the playoffs and in the Super Bowl and still was probably the best right tackle in football. So, um, in lane, I trust. So – uh, pave the lane, uh, you know, the list goes on and on. But I I do think the I, one guy that I I think his stats are pretty good, but but my Alada at times I've watched him get beat this year. So I am a little bit worried. I mean, them bringing Chase Young, Bosa, and everybody else, they uh, – shit, the guy the Eagles didn't re-sign they got last year. Uh, let me pull it up. Yes. Oh, Hargrave. Right. Yeah, Hargrave. Um. Yeah, that's a <laughs> Hargrave, Chase Young, and Nick Bosa. I mean, that, that's that's three headed monster territory right there. So it's going to be a challenge, and I think they will get beat at times. But I still think this is one of the best O lines in football. I, I I think you're you're right. Obviously, um, the stats prove it out. Uh, but I would also bump up the Niners to an A as well. I think that. We don't know them because we're not Niners fans, and I don't know the NFL as well as I should. Uh, particularly, big dumb offense—they're not dumb, but big offensive linemen. So <laughs> that's that's yeah. As they come wow. on and pound the shit out of me, we're we're not going to get any offensive linemen as guest speakers anytime soon. <laughs> so I'll give I'll give them uh, both both an A, uh, and when we come back from break, we'll tackle the defense. All right. All right, Joey, what do you think? Defensively, there's there's going to be an edge here, and it's unfortunately not on our favor or <laughs> <per> side. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's an understatement of uh, mild proportions. Uh, <laughs> looking at the rush defense, where would – Uh, let, let me just see here. So, actually, San Fran's number one, and we're number two. And you're yeah, against the run. Yep, yep. We've both given up five rushing, and that's pretty impressive. Five rushing touchdowns over ten games. Very, yeah, very impressive. But for the Eagles' sake, I think that's as a result of our pass defense not being spectacular. Well. You can say that, but you, okay. Look at the, look at San Fran's attempts. Two twenty-five. We have two thirty. Okay. Now look at that in comparison to other people. If I, I totally get what you're saying, but if that was if the disparity was caused because of excess passing, those attempts would be down in the like. Much, I think they would be below 200 if there was such a big gap there. So I do. That's, I, that's I, fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, like yards per carry and things like that, they're uh, they're not they're middle of the pack, but uh, 
Things get worse though. When we, so okay, so give the uh, Niners rush defense a grade. I think you got to give us both A's, right? Yeah, like, I mean, one and two. You know, a, you know, one A, one B, literally. Um, yeah, just the, both A's. I mean, yeah, they're, they're both they're both good on, against the run for sure, without yeah. a doubt. So how about passing? <laughs> That's where it gets a little, little less uh, pretty. Yeah. Now the Niners uh, for passing yards aren't. They're right in the middle of the field. They've given up uh, twenty three hundred and forty six with eleven touchdowns. Um, the Eagles have given up to two thousand eight hundred and thirteen with <clears throat> twenty three touchdowns. <clears throat> Yeah, double the amount of touchdowns. Yes. Uh, Nothing wrong with your math. Slight, you know, and plus one. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is this is where I'm a little concerned. I I think it was the same story last year and throughout the Super Bowl, where you know if if the Eagles don't get if the pass rush doesn't get going, they're in trouble. I I think I think. They don't have the personnel. I I do like Sean Desai to a certain degree. I like him a lot more than Jonathan Gannon. I can promise you that. Um, but I still. How do you feel about Slay and Bradbury? That's that's. Is it more so the scheme or is it those guys? I I think it's scheme and their willingness to take chances causes yeah. big plays on on either side. I agree. Um, the good news for this game, though, is the Niners aren't like lights out better than us. Yeah, no, they're not. No, I give you that. I just think the overall combination of their defense, like you know, their pass rush, their rush defense. And their them being better, like it's just it's a different animal when you actually go up. And I know that we can look at the stats and look at how they play, but if you watch these two teams play, that 49ers defense is so fast, like it is, and they cover so much ground with their their linebacking core is is damn good. So it's, they only have one more sack than us. No, I know, I know that, but I just – I don't know. I give the Niners defense – it's tough. Their rush defense. Well, yeah, we gave their, their rush defense an A. Their pass defense is what? Mm, uh, B minus. Yeah, I can totally get on board with that. That, that is their – of their defense, that is their weakest – their weakest link, as they say. Goodbye. <laughs> so, what would you give our beloved Eagles? Our beloved Eagles, Eagles, as you say. Uh, yes, I give them a C. I would my maybe even give give them a C minus. I was gonna. Are... I was actually. I was actually leaning that. I, I was like, I don't want to go D. 
C is C C is average, and, and they're not average. Like I think yeah, they're, they're fifth from the bottom. So they're horrible. Their ability to get <laughs> after the quarterback makes up for a lot of that, but that's not necessarily all the linebackers. That's also a pretty stout defensive line. So yeah. can you believe that? Oh shit! Um, who's there? Brandon Graham was actually drafted by Andy Reid. Yeah, I, I I do. He's that's crazy. And he's a sta- like not anymore. I'm not gonna say he, but he is a staple as far as leadership is concerned. Like he's oh, he still is. Yeah, absolutely is. And, and he talks so much trash, but you gotta love that. So, but he's from Michigan. I know, but. It's that's better than Ohio State, so <laughs> not according to you. Well, the modern day, no, but when he got drafted, yes, if that makes sense. Yes. Like I, I didn't hate it then as much as I would right now. I'm pretty psyched that we got a guy from uh, the two time defending national champions. Two time That would be Georgia. Oh yeah, we have Jalen Carter. We have yeah, we yeah we're we're practically Georgia North. Yeah, but you know what's funny is really Jordan Davis and uh, Jalen Carter are like the only ones that have actually done anything. We have and we have a shit ton of Alabama people too. Like we're just the the Eagles are basically, but you can say this for any team. I mean, the SEC is good. <laughs> Newsflash: Breaking news. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, but what do you what do you think? Uh, you know, we'll we'll get these grades out and then we'll we'll, we'll move on. But what what are your opinions on the the defense? You said C minus for the Eagles. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So so give them an overall grade. Niners defense, Eagles defense. Niners, I'd give a B because of their pass defense lowers or and. We'd be a, a B minus, maybe a C plus. Yeah, I'm exactly. I mean, our, our rush defense is is really really good, and I I think obviously that the secondary Mars those exceptional performances, but so far it's only left them down one time this year. Yeah, I'm totally with you on the. I'd probably be leaning C plus just because the. Yeah, Slay and Bradbury. I I just don't know if I can trust either one of them. Um, they've been. Committing- and I might even give the Niners a B plus because their pass piss poor pass defense. I like there's a lot of P's in that sentence. <laughs> yeah, that's hard. Uh, has only we left them be. down <laughs> three games in a row, but yeah, but they've also had games where like. How many games have the Eagles, you know, the Miami game impressed me, whatever they, you know, they figured to out pretty well, but like for the Niners to beat Jacksonville 34 to three against Trevor Lawrence, who I think is emerging as a really good quarterback in this league, that that's impressive. Three mm-hmm. points against the Jags and they have, uh, oh, what's his name? The running back's really good. I can't remember. Uh, he screwed me out. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 or, 
Well, Etienne, I, I think, is how they pronounce it. Yeah, he's kind of dead to me anyway because he, he screwed me on an anytime touchdown score and he was on the one yard line like three times. So, um, but yeah, Travis Etienne or whatever, he, uh, he's a good player too. So for them to hold that, that, and everybody is an off game, but three points in the NFL is, is three points. Like that's. Well, we held arguably the greatest passer in the league. So 168 yards. Fair. I don't. I don't. Still don't know how. But I. Yeah, 336 yards total. They had the same amount of yards rushing as they did Pat. And this this day would be the Kansas City Chiefs. So. But overall, I think our defense is. It, it, it's definitely the weaker unit of the two. Um, but it's not a it's not a liability like Penn State's offenses to their defense this year. It's not holding them back. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that's understatement of the year. So we'll go to coaching now. And we'll just lump uh, we're not gonna go offensive coordinators and wide receiver coach. We'll just coaching in general. Who's got the edge? <laughs> If this was the postseason, I would say the Eagles because Kyle Shanahan forgets the coach in the postseason. Uh, but I have to give the Niners the edge in this one. I don't have much trust in Brian Johnson. We saw what happened when Sirianni was calling the plays. It was literally pass, 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 run, pass, 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 pass. Um, so um, – I like Sean Desai. I don't. I don't know if I can say I love Sean Desai, but I, I like him. I give the Eagles overall, and this might be sound pretty critical because they're a ten and one football team. But I still, I, I give them a B minus on coaching. Uh, Shanahan's postseason record six and three. That's not bad. No, no, but he's made like in the Super Bowl, that, that Super Bowl. He was what the Falcons' offensive coordinator in the Super Bowl. Yeah, he, he definitely that, screwed the pooch there. That, that's a huge stain on your resume. And then they were they were beating the Chiefs in the Super Bowl with Jimmy G. And then all of a sudden they just got pass happy and they started trying to bomb the the ball down the field with Jimmy G. I was like, man, what the fuck? But so the way that I look at that Falcons game though is the fact it happened and it, it's a I mean it's, it's Disgraceful, yes, but it was a learning experience. And I think that he's grown from that. And so while it is definitely on his resume, I don't think that's relative anymore to his coaching ability. Yes and no, because I I still think he caught that. I think he lost in that Super Bowl against the, the Chiefs by dumb play calling. See, I can't remember that Super Bowl as well as you. I remember the fourth quarter. That fourth quarter was a disaster for them. What year was that? Mm, 18 or somewhere around there, 18, 19. Before Tom Brady in the books. Uh, 19. 2019. 
<laughs> his defensive coordinator was uh, the Jets coach. Yeah, I remember that. I, re- I remember uh, good old D'Amico coach. Ryans was the inside line. There's a lot of fucking head coaches on that squad. Yeah, yeah. That uh, San Fran is just like the Eagles with the offensive coordinators. They've done that with the defensive. Um, graduated the head coaches, but I, yeah. I'm still not the. I like I. I think Kyle Shanahan can scheme up offensively very, very well. Like maybe better than anybody, but do I trust him? He's kind of like Franklin in the fact that in big games, I, I just don't trust him. So I give mm-hmm. him the edge here because I just don't fully trust the Eagles coaching staff, even though Sirianni's had, I think Sirianni's, Sirianni's had a good record. I think the players love Sirianni. Is he the best X's and O's coach? I don't think he is. Um, and I'm a record for saying that, but I think you give the 49ers, they always have a good defense. So I'll give them a, I almost want to go a, but I'll, I'll give them a B plus. I think you would almost have to give them an A. Um, if we're simply talking about regular season, this is. Yeah, I'll go A minus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and with regards to Sirianni's X's and O's, I just don't think that we've seen enough of him yet to really be able to make that judgment. With, with, like I think about James Franklin, and we've seen enough of his body of work now to know that this is the style of offense he runs, and these are the types of players that would best fit that, so we can make that judgment. I mean, Sirianni's been here for, what, three? This is his third year now, I think? Yes. Uh, Yeah, he came. 2021 was his first year. So you look at the Eagles in 2020, in the COVID year, they were 4 11 and 1. And under the wonderful leadership of uh, Doug Peterson. <laughs> wow, that's a, that's a shot. That's a haymaker <laughs> right there. Uh, Sirianna's first year, they were 9 and 8. Uh, made the playoffs, but lost in the wild card round. Tampa. Yeah. Yep. And then last year he takes us to the Super Bowl. I think that's pretty fucking good. Like it is it's to just... go from four to eleven to uh, fourteen and three, and now you're ten and one. I just don't know how much. I don't know. Uh, I'm like I, I I think, and I'm not trying to take it away from him. It's I was a big Shane Steichen friend. Like I think he was one of the best play callers in football, and now. Yes, the team is still ten and one, but like, man, you can see it, it. You're blind if you can't see the difference between Shane Steichen and Brian and Brian Johnson, though. Like that is a huge drop off as far as play. So, I know okay, the executions. I, the execution has been there. The stats can can show you they're almost as good. But I and I agree with that. So then I would think that would make. Sirianni and an even better coach because he's having to overcome this liability as an offensive coordinator and he's still a 10-1 coach. In his yeah, that's valid. Season. That's valid. Yeah, so I think they're they're both A's and there's no I, – I do think that Shanahan that might be 
and again, I, I'm making the same judgment. Like I, I don't know Suriani's X's and O's. I don't know his his strategy enough. Like I haven't really. Heard. I don't listen to the press conferences like you do. I, I probably really should start doing that. But, <laughs> um, huh? Matt Patricia is uh, our senior defensive assistant. Yeah, and him and Slay don't necessarily like each other, but that doesn't matter. Yeah, it's funny. So. Off air, you had painted a very rosy picture of the Eagles losing this week and then going to Dallas next week and losing. I didn't necessarily say that. For the doomsday scenario, you absolutely said that. Oh, yeah. For, for, yeah, 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 yeah. Gun to my You don't think it's going to happen, but. Yeah, yeah. If, if you're, yes, you're right. But it, it, it could very easily happen. Easily could, yes. So what happens to the Eagles then if they go from 10 and 1 to 10 and 3? Uh, I would think Dallas, well, let me see what Dallas has this week. Dallas already won. They won on oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh Seattle. Um uh, yeah, so what? Dallas is sitting there at uh, I hate even typing their name into Google. It gives them a search result or whatever. Um yeah, they're nine and three. Yeah, nine and three. And then Eagles sit there, and then the Dallas yeah, we're sitting there. Uh, it could happen. I mean it's it makes this game tomorrow a lot more important because Dallas keeps winning. Mm-hmm. Dallas is no longer 8-8 eight and eight Dallas. That's the thing. No. Uh, no more Jason Garrett Dallas. <laughs> so my, Here's another hot take. Micah Parsons <laughs> is fucking amazing. He's, he's decent at football. <laughs> yeah, he, he's all right. <laughs> he, he knows how to play the game. Yeah, he's a – God, I wish the Eagles would have drafted him. I but know. Imagine, I, like, imagine having a like because we haven't had a linebacker like that. I mean, you could argue I, I've never seen an Eagles linebacker. Like maybe Jeremiah Trotter, but he was not Micah Parsons. Like no way, shape, or form. Well, I, I mean, Micah is. I don't think Micah could play middle linebacker the way Jeremiah did. But, no, but I'm just saying, like from a pass rushing standpoint, like just yeah, he's a, he's a Palomalo type of player. He can do everything, you know. Um, I and this made like I'm not saying he's as good, but when I watch him play, I'm reminded of Lawrence Taylor. That's valid because you saw him play. I, yes. Now he doesn't have the ferocity that, or I haven't seen that. LT looked like he wanted to kill you every play. And, I mean, as Theismann's knee how, how it was. <laughs> so, but watching Micah disrupt a team is uh, pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's one of, if not the, the best defensive player in the game right now. You could argue yeah. I mean, that – I think obviously Miles Garrett gets a lot of love and his stats aren't like what TJ Watts are and TJ Watt is a whole different conversation. But every time I watch the Browns though, like Miles Garrett is a, is a force on that team. Just putting that out there. That's all. So 
in this scenario, though, the Eagles go from leading the conference to they'd probably be in third place and getting, what, one home game? Changes the whole dynamic. Yes. Completely. Which is crazy to say for a 10-1 and team, but these are almost I, – I mean, if you want home field advantage – these two games are are must win. You, I think you have to split. Like you absolutely at, have at the at the minimum. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'll tell you what the the week after Dallas is no picnic either because we travel to Seattle. Oh, we got that. I'm 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 big. I, I'm I'm out on Seattle. I don't think they're that good. Well, but 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 is, playing out there is diff- playing out there is difficult. I give you that exactly. And um, and I don't love it. I don't love that matchup for sure. I, I'm not saying, not saying they got it for sure. I shouldn't have said it so confidently, but I just don't think Seattle's like. If we were playing Seattle at home, I would have no worries. Uh, DK, they have to control Metcalf and uh, Lockett, but and that and that scares me because we just talked about how how poor the the, the past defense has been. So, and since 1980. The Eagles are five and five in their trips out to Seattle. You know what's funny too is it seemed like Wentz could never beat Seattle because I remember that year we were we were like undefeated. Then we went out there lost, and then the the playoff game where Clowney hit him late, um, lost obviously. Like it just seemed like every time we played Seattle when Wentz was there, we couldn't. There was no way we were beating them. It's like. Well, that's when they still had the Legion of Boom, though, and stuff. Like no, I know. Totally different. But it just – like Seattle is always, you know – Yeah. They've won, th- they won the last three games, but we haven't played them since 2017. So uh, just a little bit of historical uh, relevance. Yeah, I, I mean, I would expect us to win, but that would be a game that I would not – be surprised that they lose, which then puts us in a mini losing streak of three games, which is what the Niners went through in the middle of the season. And again, we, we make it as a wild card. So these three weeks are very, very critical to the structure of the rest of the season and particularly the playoffs. So it'll, it'll be interesting. It will be. And yeah, I I don't like the fact we have to go to Dallas after this game. Like that doesn't it's it's it doesn't get any easier. It's because right. Dallas is absolutely rolling people and and I thought you were kind of foolish for picking them to win the division at the beginning of the year, but it's uh I don't like I don't necessarily think it's crazy as crazy as no right. because it it could really just go that way now and as good of a as a season the Eagles have had. We are being pessimists, but we're being realistic too because these are not these are not easy games. And like uh, San Fran is a lot better than Buffalo, and Dallas is better than Buffalo, significantly better. So it's it's not I mean, be. we haven't won a game by more than one possession since we beat Miami thirty-one seventeen in Week Seven, and they haven't beat a team over five hundred. So yeah, I, they're definitely uh, frauds. Um, <laughs> but yeah, 
So what's your uh, prediction then for tomorrow? Because I don't pick against the Eagles. Uh, I mean, gun to my head, I would, but we're not in that scenario. Uh, we are. <laughs> no, I'll, st- <laughs> I'll, st- I'll still pick Eagles. Uh, I say they win by one possession for sure. Um, I say 20, 24-21 Eagles. I, too, think that the Eagles will find a way to win. Um, but I think it will be a, a little higher scoring because of the defense's inability to stop anybody. So I'm going to go 31-28 Eagles. Okay. I could see that. That game last year just felt like it was so tightened up until everything, obviously, the quarterbacks got hurt. But, like, those those quarters of football and, like, I remember watching the when when well, was, they got hurt, he got hurt early on, but I mean it wasn't close. It was only close up to half. I mean we won thirty one seven. No, I know. I'm just saying like those first two quarters felt like you could not make a mistake though. Because remember, remember the Eagles had that bad punt. The the punt hit the punt hit off the wire that was in the air, and then like it was just like it was just stupid things were at like just. Not even stupid things, just unlucky things were happening, and I was like, "Man, this is but like." We had a twenty-one-seven lead going into half. Like, I know, but I, I don't remember being as concerned as what you're. Expecting. No, it was. I'm telling you, it was. It was. <laughs> I'm not saying second <laughs> second half on was was no no doubt. You were concerned. I I, I was I was not, but then again, I also I was not concerned at all in the Super Bowl. Oh, I knew at halftime it wasn't going to be that easy. Oh, I, said, I knew it wasn't going to be that easy, but I thought I was very confident that we were going to win that game. I I felt good going up to it, and the first after the first half, I'm just like, we're going to fucking win this. Like it wasn't really even a question. Huh. I wish you would have been right, but yeah. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, how about we take one one more break, and then we will uh. We'll touch on some, some, some plays for all you uh, degenerates for this Sunday. Right. Did want to do a little bit of a new segment for the show. I think other shows have done a, a kind of a different version of what we're trying to do here, but um, basically, you know, the Olympics goes gold, silver, bronze. Same type of deal here. Gold plays worth three points. Silver plays worth two points. One, one point for the bronze play. Basically, NFL slate we're looking at, and we're looking at point spreads because Joey wants to make it a little more, a little more interesting. Uh, not, not so many cakewalks. Even though I, I tend to disagree. I think it's more, it's difficult either way. But, uh, yeah. What do you think? Uh, as far as your three plays, you know, gold being the, the three-point play and then so on and so forth. Okay, well, my bronze play would be New Orleans. Okay. Uh, I don't 
I just had that spread here. Shit, no, I just closed it because I'm a <laughs> moron. Uh, they, uh, I don't even know who they put. Uh, Detroit. Uh, they play Detroit. They, they play at home, and I think they're catching uh, four points, I think, or four, four, like four and a half points. Yeah, four and a half, yep. Yeah. Uh, okay, so from now on, we're going to use the uniform line of ESPN. So that way we can look and there will be no point shaving because I suspect you're a cheater. Yeah. Bad, bad, bad suspicion, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, wow. So ESPN bet has an, um, three and a half point underdogs. I just so, talked myself out of a half. <laughs> well, okay. Nope. This is what we're going to do because it, it suits me, but then I, you can do it as well. Um, if you go to the ESPN page, it's got the station, the time, and then it's got the spread. That's four and a half. That's where I knew the four and a half was. So my bronze pick is Detroit plus, or I mean, New Orleans plus four and a half. Solid. I like that. What's yours? Um. <laughs> I'm going to take uh, – God, I don't know. No, hold on. Going back and forth here. Man, this is tough. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take – I'll take you. asked for this. What's that? You asked for this. I know, but I, I want to do well, and now it's like <laughs> I'm paranoid. Uh, I will, I'll take the Texans on the spread, the minus three. I think they bounce back. Denver's been on a heater, which that's fine, but I, I expect Houston to pull one out after they got absolutely shafted by the refs last week against Jacksonville. I watched that game, and oh, my God. I thought we weren't providing analysis. Well, I just wanted to throw that okay. little tid- this that little tidbit in because I uh, I need to justify my pick a little bit because that that is not a little a ske- little sketchy, a little sketchy on that one. But Bron- well, that's clearly why it's, a it's not because clearly it's not because Vegas has made them a three point favorite. Yeah, but it's it's Denver's on an absolute tear. So they've got the best. They've got the same record. They're both six and five. But I think, what, Denver's won like five in a row or four in a row? I mean, Denver's playing good ball right now, don't get me wrong, but I don't think that's an outlandish pick at all. Okay. Uh, So my silver bet will be – Uh, this is so frustrating because ah oh shit. Um, my silver bet's going to be the Niners. Oh, how are you going to do that? Because I care about winning and money. <laughs> you, Mister Crabs, over here. Um, <laughs> fair. I mean, I, I don't, I don't hate that though. I mean, I do hate it, but you, I, you I hate it, but <laughs> you understand the logic of it. It uh. It's not a bad pick. If it was three and a half, I would not have done that. But, um, yeah. 
Yeah. Hold uh, on. No, hold on. We have a we have a, a light breaking change. My silver pick is not the Eagles. It's going to be the LA Rams minus four against Cleveland. That I did look at that. That's an interesting matchup for sure. You know who Cleveland's starting a quarterback? Joseph, the Super Bowl winning quarterback, Flacco. Uh, University of Delaware, Flacco. Yeah. 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 A pit transfer, by the way. Uh, yes, I knew that. So good for him to leave that shitty school. But it's, yeah, I, I, I don't hate that. I just think he, he may be sacked 18 times because <laughs> he was not a, a fleet of foot when he was in the NFL. No, not even a, you know, his best day. Right. Um, but right, you're pick. but the, the Cleveland defense is for real, so I don't know. <laughs> I, I did Unfortunately, they, they can't protect him. Yeah. Here's a little – this one's a little, <laughs> be a little surprising, I think. Um, I just figure that the Patriots can't suck for that long. Like, I shouldn't say that. I, I don't expect the Patriots to absolutely suck this weekend. Um, so I'm going to take them to cover a five-and-a-half point spread in Foxborough against the lowly Chargers, coming off a loss to the Ravens. And then my last pick is the Commanders getting nine against the Dolphins. Anytime that you can get almost double digits in the NFL, Washington is not a horrible team. I mean, I, I think Rivera's dead, dead man walking, but I, nine points is a lot. Of, I, Miami can definitely cover it, but I think Washington stays with him. Yeah, that's fair. I thought about that myself. I, I mean, the commanders have shown flashes. Sam House, <clears throat> Sam House shown flashes and, uh, Dolphins lost the Eagles. Uh, Commanders played the Eagles tough. I know it's division, but I, I can see that. I do like that pick. Um, for my last one, man. I don't really want to do that. I, I, I keep leaning Steelers, but six and a half with that offense scares me. Um even though it is the Cardinals, I get that, but <laughs> three point play. I'll take oh man. I'll take the Buccaneers three and a half. I think they they've been struggling, but Carolina's got awful. I think that's a division game. Yeah, that is a division game. But I still expect the Buccaneers to at least beat them by four. I mean, come on. It's the Panthers. Uh, just a note to our listeners. Uh, from here on out, they will be there will not be the dramatic pause as we select on air our picks. Uh, <laughs> we put that together a little hurriedly this evening, and we'll be a little bit prepared. A little bit more, yeah. Just a tad bit more. All right. So, um that's pretty much uh, all I've got. Yeah, yeah, this will be interesting tomorrow. Obviously, our, our picks and the, the Eagles-Niners game. But um, 
as always, I want to shout out our podcasting friends in our community, the 1420 Sports Pod, 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. It's an absolute mouthful, but it's worth it. Uh, definitely check those guys out. Uh, Jim Plotner at Fan in the Van Sports Podcast. Um, Garrett and Jalen at Two Dudes with Sports News. And um, Garrett's solo project, Is This a Bad Take? And then Steel and Teal with, uh, with Jim, Jim, where they talk Jaguars, Steelers, and a bunch of other funny tangents. So um, definitely check those out. There's a million other podcasts that I will shout out in the Twitter comments once I post this one. But as always, appreciate everybody that likes, retweets, um, follows us on Twitter at Brutally Honest without the T and Brutally Honest Sports Podcast on YouTube, which there's probably cobwebs on that on that site right now because we just haven't uploaded too much. But yeah, um, I'll let our listeners uh, find out where Joey's at and we will call it a night. I'm just concluded my first uh, season as Doc Sports lead college writer. Uh, two of my series had uh, winning records and profitable results, so that's nice. And uh, on now to college basketball and the NBA. Onwards and upwards, we will catch you guys later in the week. Peace.